You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Tammy Hetrick, Senior Trade Advisor for A.N. Derringer. Internal audits are an integral part of any effective compliance program. Monitoring your performance and that of your customs broker can help uncover risks and lead to improved overall supply chain performance. Tammy Hetrick of A.N. Derringer explains why these audits are necessary and why they don't always need to feel like a trip to the dentist. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Tammy Hetrick, Senior Trade Advisor for Derringer. Tammy, thank you so much for taking some time out to speak with the Inbound Logistics Podcast this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Tammy, we like to introduce our uh, interviewees to the audience. So could you give us a little of information about uh, who you are, what your background is, and what you do with Derringer today? Sure. So I've been doing customs compliance for 30 years now. I started with with the U.S. Customs Service in the 80s, working in the fines, penalties, and forfeitures department, where I got to see firsthand on a daily basis importers struggling with compliance issues. In the mid-90s, I joined the private sector in response to the Customs Mod Act. So many of us left the service and went to the private sector to help companies basically comply with the new laws, which put the onus squarely on importers for customs compliance. And so I spent the next 20 years helping companies design, implement, and execute compliance programs um, in the U.S. and around the world. And these programs were not only efficient, but also were simple, scalable, and sustainable. That was our goal. After spending 20 years in the private sector, what I realized was that the thing I enjoyed most was talking to people about compliance. So last year, I decided to join and Derringer's Trade Advisory Group. And so now that's what I get to do, is talk to people about their compliance issues, help them fix their issues, and most importantly, help them get in front of those issues, get in front of that risk by implementing solid compliance programs, of which internal audits are an integral part. So that's what I do. Great. Now, when we're talking about customs compliance, how important are those internal audits? So internal audits are the cornerstone of compliance, right? They're prima facie evidence that the importer knows what they're doing and knows how to monitor what they're doing. And for sure, if you can't demonstrate that you know what you're doing or how to audit yourself, then customs will come in and do it for you, right? (laughs) Right. So our job is to make sure that the client is set up to be able to test effectively their own systems. And most people approach these audits as like going to the dentist. And (laughs) in my opinion, even calling them audits, I prefer to call them post-entry reviews myself. There's something about the word audit that just makes people's insides go all squishy. (laughs) So instead, it should be, in my opinion, it should be looked at and embraced as an opportunity. This is your opportunity to test your systems. Make sure that everything you've worked hard to put in place is actually working, right? And then say you find an error, right? And you have that first, oh, crap moment. You know, we have a problem. We have an issue. But that should be followed very closely with, thank goodness I found it, right? Thank goodness we found it before customs found it. So the internal audit or post-entry review, whatever we want to call it, is important not only for customs compliance. It's not just being customs teacher's pet by having this. But it is also your opportunity to dig in 
to your supply chain, right? There, there may be issues in your supply chain that manifest right there on the border. And unless you're looking at those transactions, you're not going to find it, right? So this is time well spent. So how often should these post-entry reviews <laughs> be conducted? <laughs> so there are a few ways of doing this, right? So in every company, there'll be, there'll be some customization. However, to me, there are two basic components of your overall auditing review program, and that are ACE reviews and quarterly post-entry reviews. So the ACE reviews should be done weekly. So every importer out there should have an ACE account. And if you don't have an ACE account, you need to run out today and get one. You can go to the customs website. There are instructions on how to set one up. If you have trouble setting one up, just contact your broker, contact me, contact Derringer. We can help you get set up with an ACE account. And then what you'll want to do is run a weekly report of your basic import activity. And you're going to be looking for the same thing that Customs is interested in. Customs is interested in three basic things. What is it that you're shipping? How much does it cost? And where did it come from? And so that's what you're going to be looking at. You're going to run this ACE report that's going to show every HTS number that you've declared, um, every country of origin, and what you paid for every single transaction. And so at a very high level, and this is a quick review. This isn't anything a deep dive. This is really looking down your list of HTS numbers, and you might see a certain HTS number that pops right out at you. Suddenly you look at an HTS number, you look it up, and you find out that this is gummy bears, and you're an electronics company, right? So why are you, why are you importing gummy bears? There's a good chance it's marketing's fault. We blame everything on marketing. So <laughs> it's marketing's fault. They imported these gummy bears for some trade show somewhere and never told you. They violated the rules. Everybody's supposed to tell you what we're importing. These folks forgot. They imported these gummy bears. Could be FDA. So it's a good thing that you saw it, right? And you may have seen it within the entry summary period where you could change the classification or if it needs to be changed or address FDA or address anything else that might need to be addressed. You're also going to be looking for countries of origin. So you're used to shipping in from certain countries, and then you see suddenly you're shipping something in from your electronics from Iceland, and you've never shipped anything in from Iceland before. And there's nothing wrong with stuff coming in from Iceland, but what it might tell you is this is a new supplier. And is this supplier familiar with my requirements for commercial invoices, right? Are they familiar with the fact that this certain product might have an assist that needs to be declared as it's being entered, right? So it, it clues you in to a change in your sourcing pattern that you should have been aware of because your system says your engineers are supposed to tell you or your sourcing and procurement people are supposed to tell you whenever they engage a new supplier, but they forgot. So this is your opportunity. You'll pull that entry. You'll want to look at their paperwork talk to your sourcing people and understand who the supplier is, how sophisticated are they, and do they need some training. And then you're going to be looking at your values. You're looking down this list of values, everything looks okay, everything looks okay, boom, $1 each, boom, $1. You know, crap, that is that engineer again. I told him every time he ships a sample or a prototype, even though it may not have any value to anybody else in the world, it has value to customs, and we know it's more than a dollar, right? So there's something that you can fix through post-summary correction or maybe perhaps within the entry summary period. It can be corrected, no harm, no foul. So every company should be doing that on a weekly basis. And then there are the quarterly post-entry reviews or internal audits. 
So these are where you take a deeper dive into a smaller set of transactions. So again, ACE is about looking at pretty much all your transactions for anything that pops out at you. The quarterly review is an opportunity to pick a sample and go deeper all the way in. And again, what you want to find out is, is what we declared to customs, what we actually did. And this is where you focus pretty heavily on value and quantity, right? So let's say you have a transaction where you were importing 10 steel beams at $1,000 each. And so you're expecting to see that that's what we paid and that's what we received, right? So basically you're going to go to your accounts payable folks. You want to see a bill, billing invoice to make sure the billing invoice matches the commercial invoice that went with the goods and that we actually paid $10,000 for those steel beams. Now, maybe you didn't. There's lots of reasons why you might not have. Maybe you paid 9000 and that's because you paid within 10 days versus 90 days, and therefore you get a discount. That's fine. No harm, no foul. You paid 9000 You probably wouldn't be able to declare it at 9 because it happened post-entry. But maybe it's a volume discount, and it's $9,000 then we might have over-declared. You might want to go back and adjust that entry and ask for a refund, right? So just because the, the amount is, doesn't match what you declared doesn't mean that it's wrong. And sometimes it doesn't mean you even have to do anything about it. You just need to be aware that this has happened and why it happened. And then you'll want to talk to receiving about how many we received. So let's say we actually received 110. Yippee, right? We paid for, we paid for 100, we got 110. That's great. However, there's a word for that, right, in customs parlance. And the word for that is smuggling. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you have entered 10 additional units and didn't declare them to customs, right? So there's something that needs to be done about this. So essentially, that's what you're trying to do with this post-entry review. You take a sample and you dive in deep and you make sure that every component of that transaction aligns with what actually occurred. And in case anybody does get uh, accidentally shipped the gummy bears, you can reroute them to me. There we go. <laughs> Duly noted. So now folks are probably going to want to know the, how you determine your sample, right? So, yeah, so what is your sample size and composition? So this, of course, would be customized to, to the company depending how big you are, how many transactions you have, and how complex those transactions are. So some folks will throw out a percentage, right? Every company should be looking at 5% of their entries on a quarterly basis. And to me, if, you're, you, know, if you have you know, 100,000 transactions a year, that's a, that's a large load. And let's say 99% of it's the same thing all the time. I just don't think that's necessary. So maybe a much smaller percentage is what is required. So rather than go with a blanket approach, I work with folks to understand what the landscape of their transactions um, is and what is the best way to approach it. So it's generally a combination of random sampling and judgmental sampling. So you want to make sure that if you're going to do this review work, right, and take the time and effort to do this, then you want to make sure that it's effective and that you're casting your net wide enough to catch what needs to be caught, what you want caught, right? Because you don't want anything slipping through. You're doing this. You want to make sure that you're catching everything that you need to catch. So essentially, you're going to want to look at how many transactions you have a year, how many commodities are you importing, right? If you're importing 10 different things, 90% of it is one, right? 
10% is the mix of the other nine, that's one thing. If you're importing, you know, 3,000 different things a year, that's another. So that's where you really have to be selective about how you approach your sample. You might have two suppliers, great, or you might have 100. Now, some suppliers are going to prove that they're more sophisticated than others. You're going to know pretty quickly who you need to focus on, right? And then countries of origin. If, you're doing, if you are doing business in a country that is under scrutiny or if you're doing business from a country where you are um, claiming free trade agreements or general, generalized system of preferences, if you're claiming GSP, NAFTA, Korea free trade agreements, things like that, those you want to make sure make their way into your sample. So basically, you look at the landscape of your, of your entries, and you want to make sure you're covering a good cross-section of HTS numbers, particularly those that are dutiable, at a high rate of duty, maybe subject these days to steel and aluminum tariffs or anything that's close to what's on the China list. So you want to make sure that those are making it into your sample, your suppliers that need to be watched are in your sample. Countries of origin that are under scrutiny are within your sample. So once you've dis determined what that is, then, you, then you, you have your sample set. You've pulled your entries that align with that sample. And then you're basically going to set up your template. So this template can be done in Excel, in Access, any kind of database. And, and basically you run across the top of your database the list of elements that you are testing. So you're going to have a commercial invoice section, and in that section you're going to list, you're going to make sure that the supplier is providing a good description of the merchandise, an HTS number, they're providing the right quantities, they're providing the shipper, the consignee, all the information that's required by customs for a commercial invoice. So you make sure all those elements are present, you make sure that the entry information that was submitted to customs is accurate, and then you're going to make sure that the information that you've received from accounting and receiving is all in alignment. And we help clients by helping them set up that template. We have basic templates that can be used by almost everyone. There will be some customization, again, based on the, the customer. But in general, there are basic elements that every company needs to be looking at. How should importers approach an internal audit, and uh, what exactly are their options? So basically, an, an importer, when they're, when they're thinking about implementing this program, so they, they're going to start with looking at a big, probably a big sample set, right? So again, the first thing you want to do is run an ACE report, basically on all of your activity for, let's say, the, the prior year. You're going to be looking at that activity report, and you're going to be looking, how many HTS numbers do I have? How many suppliers do I have? How many countries of origin am I importing from? And which of those countries might be under some sort of scrutiny? Where are we using free trade agreements? Where are we leveraging you know, different types of customs programs? So, you, so again, it's, it's really assessing your profile, your risk profile. And again, your broker can help with that. We can help with that. We can help run an ACE report for you and help you understand what it is that you should be looking for. Because this is really important to understand what you want to test, right, and how big that initial review is going to be. So the initial review is, is going to be, chances are, bigger because you're going to want to be testing for everything, right? But then once, so this is the, the dentist analogy, right? If you haven't been to the dentist for a while, you're going to be in the chair, you know, probably for six hours. 
But then if you floss regularly and brush three times a day, it's 20 minutes in and out, right? So that's your goal here, right? You're, you're going to have that first sort of root canal feeling <laughs> audit of, you know, this is necessary. We want to know what our risk is. This is the most important work that your, your compliance people are going to be doing. It's defining and identifying your risk and then setting up your program to test for that risk, right? So having your, having your systems in place and then testing them. So, so the first approach is to do a, a bigger deep dive audit, possibly getting some outside help with that if you feel it's just too daunting, right? And then, then once you've realized basically what you need to be focusing on, then the, the next quarterly audit will be smaller and smaller and smaller until you reach a cadence that, is, um, that basically reflects the stability of your program. So are audits actually a requirement? For importers? So yes, they are. It's, it's basically the manifestation of, of reasonable care, right? So we are required under the MOD Act to, to exercise reasonable care when bringing goods into this country. So, and Customs on Customs website has uh, informed compliance documents on what reasonable care is, what the expectations are of the importing community, and, and every importer should read this, right? Every importer should understand what their requirements are. So again, as I mentioned, this isn't about being the teacher's pet for customs, right? That's, it's not a feel-good exercise. This is your requirement. It's your requirement to, under, to, first of all, to have a compliance program, to put procedures in place to make sure that goods are being entered and declared appropriately to customs. And then this internal audit slash post-entry review program is, is meeting your requirement to monitor those procedures to make sure that they are effective. So it's, in my opinion, it is not optional. This is a requirement to meet your reasonable care standard. How does a customs broker help in that situation? So again, we can help. We can come in and train folks on how to put a program in place how to perform an internal audit. We can provide tools for the, for the client themselves to conduct the internal audit. And we can also come in and do the audits. So again, particularly in the, um, on the front end, right, that these can be very labor intensive and resources are already stretched thin. So this might be actually, you know, a, a much more efficient economical way of doing this by having experts to come in and perform the audit in your behalf. It also shows customs that it's being done by a third party, right? So someone who's not, that basically the client's not auditing themselves. Now, auditing yourself is better than not auditing at all, right? So that's no excuse not to do the audit. Uh, but, it, but it's good to bring in someone from the outside. And let's say even annually, right? So let's say the client does quarterly post-entry reviews and one time a year, a broker comes in and does it, right? So there's, there's lots of ways that brokers can partner with, with um, clients on how best to execute an internal audit program. The other thing is we've also been brought in to audit records for clients that were not our brokerage clients, right? So then that's a, a third-party third-party, right? So because we would also be auditing what the broker's doing, right? So the broker's performance with regard to executing these transactions. So, so there's, 
again, there's a myriad of ways that a broker can be instrumental and should be considered um, a, a great tool in the box, right, for, for compliance. We at Derringer, we, we look at ourselves as adjunct staff. So we're the ones who can pick up the slack, right? So when a company is, is uh, under compliance strain, right, but, but they're not at that tipping point where it makes sense to hire someone, that's where a broker like us can really help fill that gap. And an audit program is a great place to start with that. Great. So for anyone out there who would need Derringer to come in and pick up the slack, as you say, uh, where can they go to find out more information? Well, anybody can email me directly. So I can be reached at um, thetrick at anderringer.com or as other folks have pointed out, the trick at derringer.com. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not intentional, <laughs> but convenient. So, <laughs> um, so people can reach me directly. They can also um, go to our website, anderringer.com. We have lots of information out there, a lot of compliance information, and folks can also sign up for our trade alerts so you can be the first to know when stuff is going down. And, and in this day and age right now, <laughs> Every day is a new day, so it's good to be, it's good to be getting feedback from your brokers uh, in, in one way or another because, uh, yeah, it's just these are, are um, interesting times. So, Awesome. Great information, Tammy Hedrick. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us. Best of luck. And, again, you know, those gummy bears, send them over here. <laughs> Will do. Thanks again for having me. It's been fun. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. <laughs>